Welcome back to the Youth Bible in One Year, day 189. The Bible says, Be still and know that I am God. In the hustle and bustle of our daily lives, it can be really difficult to find time to quiet our minds and listen to what God is saying. Well, today we're going to talk about how we can listen to God and find peace and stillness in each day. And at the end, we'll delve in to listening to God and seeing what he has for us. So let's find out what the Bible has to say about listening to God. In all our relationships, listening is very important. As the philosopher and theologian Paul Tillich put it, the first duty of love is to listen. Some people are very good at listening. General George Marshall said, Formula for handling people. Listen to the other person's story. Listen to the other person's full story. Listen to the other person's full story first. Listening to God is one of the keys to your relationship with him. To listen means to hear attentively, to pay attention to. Prayer means giving God your full attention. From Psalm 81 Hear me, my people, and I will warn you. If you would only listen to me, Israel, you shall have no foreign god among you. You shall not worship any god other than me. I am the Lord your God, who brought you up out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth, and I will fill it. But my people would not listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts, to follow their own devices. If my people would only listen to me, if Israel would only follow my ways, how quickly I would subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Listen to God speak to you through the Psalms. We all experience physical hunger, which can only be satisfied by food. You also have a spiritual hunger, which can only be satisfied by listening to God. God says, if you would but listen to me. The words of God satisfy your spiritual hunger. God promises, open wide your mouth and I will fill it. If you listen to him, he says, you would be fed with the finest of wheat, with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. On the other hand, he says, Listen, dear ones, God wants the best for you and warns of the perils of ignoring him. He continues, But my people would not listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. The result of not listening to God is that he gives us over to the consequences of our own actions. On the other hand, he promises that if you do listen to him, he will act on your behalf. If my people would but listen to me, if Israel would follow my ways, how quickly I would subdue their enemies. Lord, thank you that each day I can listen to you and be satisfied with the finest of wheat. Help me each day to pay attention to what you say and then to trust you to act on my behalf. New Testament from Acts 26 and 27 At this point, Festus interrupted Paul's defence. You are out of your mind, Paul, he shouted. Your great learning is driving you insane. I'm not insane, most excellent Festus, Paul replied. What I am saying is true and reasonable. Then Agrippa said to Paul, Do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? 
Paul replied, Short time or long, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, except for these chains. The king rose, and with him the governor and Bernice and those sitting with them. After they left the room, they began saying to one another, This man is not doing anything that deserves death or imprisonment. Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. Listen to God speak to you through the apostles. The Apostle Paul was God's messenger. God spoke through him. Those who were listening to Paul in this passage had the opportunity to listen to God. When Paul was sailing to Rome, the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and of the owner of the ship. His failure to listen to Paul was almost disastrous. In the first part of the passage, we see Paul in chains before Festus and Agrippa. He was telling the good news about Jesus, his death and resurrection. Festus said, You're out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you insane. He says, Paul, you're crazy. Some people have always thought and still do that Christians are just a little crazy. Paul's response was, I am not insane. What I am saying is true and reasonable. He did not reply, yes, it is all a bit crazy, but I believe it. He refused to accept the suggestion that his beliefs were irrational. Paul argued that there is a rational basis for faith. There are good reasons to believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Our faith is true and reasonable. We should not be afraid to present logical and reasonable arguments. We need intelligent presentations of the gospel. However, reason alone is not enough. Before I became a Christian, I'd listened to the arguments and the reasons for faith. Not all of my questions had been answered. Nevertheless, I took a step of faith based on what I had heard about Jesus. The moment I took the step of faith, it was as if my eyes had been opened and I understood much of what I had not seen before. Reason will only take us so far. However, when we're trying to persuade people, as Paul was, to follow Jesus, it's important to explain that the message about Jesus is true and reasonable. Agrippa's response to Paul was, Do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? Paul replied, Short time or long, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am except for these chains. Paul did not mind whether people became Christians through a crisis, short time, or through a process, long time. But he did all in his power to persuade them to become Christians as he had. Paul was not ashamed to pray that people would become what he was. Paul had done nothing deserving death or imprisonment, yet the civil authorities found a rather pathetic excuse for not setting him free. This was unjust and unreasonable. It must have been deeply frustrating for Paul. Yet here we are, 2,000 years later, listening to the words that Paul spoke on that occasion, and through them, having the opportunity to listen to God. Lord, May we become like Paul in his faith and passion. As we tell the good news about Jesus, may people have a sense that in listening to us, they are listening to God. Old Testament from 2 Kings 16 and 17 The Lord warned Israel and Judah through all his prophets and seers, Turn from your evil ways, observe my commands and decrees, in accordance with the entire law, that I commanded your ancestors to obey, 
and that I delivered to you through my servants, the prophets. But they would not listen and were as stiff-necked as their ancestors, who did not trust in the Lord their God. They rejected his decrees and the covenant he had made with their ancestors and the statutes he had warned them to keep. They followed worthless idols and themselves became worthless. They imitated the nations around them, although the Lord had ordered them, do not do as they do. Rather, worship the Lord your God. It is he who will deliver you from the hand of all your enemies. They would not listen, however, but persisted in their former practices. Listen to God speak to you through the prophets. God allowed Israel to be taken captive and led away into exile because they refused to listen to him. The history of this period in the book of two kings could be summed up in the words, not listen. They would not listen. They would not listen. As we saw yesterday, all the problems the kings and the people of God faced were the result of not listening to God. God spoke to his people through his servants, the prophets. God had also taken a stand against Israel and Judah, speaking clearly through countless holy prophets and seers time and time again, and they wouldn't listen. This was the reason they went into exile. The exile came about because of sin. The children of Israel sinned against God. They did all kinds of things on the sly, things offensive to their God. They imitated the nations around them, although the Lord had ordered them, do not do as they do. The result of not listening was that the people of Israel lost the presence of God and were sent into exile in Assyria. He thrust them from his presence. The Lord removed them from his presence. Like us, so often, they had not been ruthless enough about sin in their lives. They honoured and worshipped God, but not exclusively. They don't really worship God. They don't take seriously what he says regarding how to behave and what to believe. They didn't pay any attention. They kept doing what they'd always done. Do you sometimes find that your heart is divided between following God and following your own desires? Guard yourself against complacency or carelessness, allowing sin to creep in. Don't let the enemy lead you into disobeying God. The truth is that God's desire is always to bless us. His commands and instruction are given so that you might flourish. We see this in the fortunes of the different kings of Israel and Judah. The writer of 1 and 2 Kings gives us a thumbnail assessment of whether each king did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Every one of the kings of Israel is described as doing evil in the eyes of the Lord, and it leads to the early destruction of the kingdom. In contrast, around half of the kings of Judah are described in broadly positive terms and around half in broadly negative terms. Under the good kings, Judah flourished, and its history is much longer and more positive than Israel's. The reigns of the good kings were generally longer than those of the evil kings. The twelve evil kings reigned for a combined total of 130 years, whereas the ten good kings reigned for a total of 343 years. The good kings still faced all kinds of difficulties and challenges, and following God is no guarantee of an easy life. Yet their example is a powerful reminder of the blessings and wisdom of listening to and following God. Lord, help me to listen carefully to what you say. Deliver me from secret sins. May I be quick to ask for help. 
that I may never allow sin to creep into my life. Help me not simply to do what the people around me do. Rather, help me to listen to your voice, follow you, and enjoy your presence with me. Pepper adds, in 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 41, it says, Even while these people were worshipping the Lord, they were serving their idols. Sometimes, when I'm in church worshipping, I start focusing on something else, like how nice somebody's shoes are, or whether I should cook fish or chicken for lunch. My heart's rather divided too. So let's practice listening to God now. I'll pray a simple prayer, and then you give yourself as much time as you need to listen to God and see what he has to say to you. And remember, it may not be an audible voice. It may just be a gentle tap on the shoulder, or it may be a word or a picture, or even a verse from the Bible. So be open to what God has to say to you today. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, speak to me now.